Velkommen til Danmark, en podcast på The Lake Radio. Danmark er et samtaleprogram, hvor vi inviterer folk fra den danske kunst- og kulturscene med asiatisk baggrund ind til en snak om deres virke. Og på den måde introducerer vi til en samtale på tværs af Danmark og Asien. Min baggrund øh, er at øh, dels, at jeg hedder Terkel Atsushi, øh, og jeg er musiker. Og så øh, er jeg født øh, og øh, boet i Japan, da jeg var, da jeg var barn. Øh, hvad med dig, Alex? Jeg hedder Alexander, jeg er også musiker. Og øh, ja, så har jeg rejst meget i Japan og lært at tale sproget. Sådan... Og så er du fra Fyn, kan jeg høre? Ja, så, så er jeg også fra Fyn. <laughs> ja. øhm, men nu, vi vil bare lige, nu har vi kørt det her program noget tid, og så vil vi bare lige tilføje, at vi sådan konstant tænker over vores format, øhm, og de blinde vinkler, problematikker, der måtte øh, være og opstå, og det tænker vi jo sådan set over konstant. Og så vil vi egentlig bare lige sådan sige, at vi er vildt interesseret i, hvad I går og tænker. Så hvis I har noget respons, tanker eller... Noget derimellem, øh, så må I endelig skrive til os på øh, en mailadresse, som øh, vi sørger for at få oprettet og skrevet ind i beskrivelsen øh, på, det her, øh, på den her udsendelse. Ja, og hvis det, er, det passer jeg bedre at lave en lydfil, så må jeg også gerne sende den i mailen. Ellers så skriv lidt. Øh, vi er meget spændte på at høre noget. Ja. I øh, den her episode der har vi inviteret Christoph Piglet øh, i studiet. Uh, vi skal snakke uh, Pinois Festival uh, og Carlos Seltran og alt muligt andet også. Uh, det bliver lige på engelsk uh, den her omgang. Here we go. Welcome, Christoph Biglet. <laughs> Thank you. Um, welcome to this new place we uh, we started recording in. Um, it's nice to have you here. Thanks for inviting me. Mm. Yeah, welcome to Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Very excited. So this is actually the first time we record in this studio. Mm. Last time um, was in um, the rehearsal space of my band, mm. <laughs> and uh, it's it's great to be here. Yeah, it's very cozy. We're upgrading at the Denmark. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. Um, Pinoy's Festival. What is that? Right. Pinoy's Festival. So there's plenty of way, I guess, to to start, you know, the story of Pinoy's. And uh, also because... So to start with, I guess, Pinoy's is a, is a festival. It started out as a more collective kind of festival to celebrate mm-hmm. uh, Filipino culture for um, people who have been in Denmark, but also from abroad. So second, third generation Filipinos. Um, that wanted to both know more about the culture, uh, but also exploring what is the Filipino culture today. Um, so we, there's plenty of other people also that you know that are part of Pinoy's, and I'm here today to you know talk on behalf of everyone. Um, but we're all coming from very different backgrounds. Um, so there's a core of Danish Filipino. Um, people who have kind of started really like the 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 whole movement i'm coming from personally uh from a kind of a sideways but joined eventually so i started a filipino film festival here in uh, in mm. denmark in 2013 was it um because i think there Th- that's was a part of pinoy's festival as well or exactly yeah, and, okay. and uh, eventually we joined forces they were more into Performative arts, dancing, mm. music, um, and uh, and then, but there weren't really like a, a film mm. uh, proponent to it. Um, so we were like, okay, that would make sense, you know, instead of doing different things, trying yeah. to do things together. And we 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 bonded very fast. Uh, we're still, you know, very close today. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I think it was both a way for us to celebrate the culture, finding out what defines the culture today, but also. Finding out our crowd, uh, you know, in a, in in Denmark, but also mm. like abroad. Uh, at some point, we really started looking into Scandinavia. We also went to the Philippines. We can dig into that. Yeah. Um, but I think it was really about um, a group of people, undefined, numerous, trying to find out 
where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. why, you know, we are the way we are some mm-hmm. to some extent. Um, yeah. It's fun that you, you you call it. It seems like every, you know, com- community that does I'm close to anything start by calling themselves a collective, which which is I think is pretty beautiful that, you know, that's how everything starts. It's just you yeah. you 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 gather people who have the same thoughts and background and you know try to find more people definitely and, and what you're doing is like coming in the next round um yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um i think it's yeah that's right and uh, that's where we also like felt stronger also mm. like by not we're not just an event we're not you know stopping kind of because we we're not doing anything any like active things right now mm. but we're still you know talking trying to find out what is what's exciting following what's happening in the philippines what it how it affects us and celebrating also you know like other uh filipinos half filipinos third filipinos whatever mm. uh and you know being part of that bigger community of uh of trying to find out okay what's coming with all of us mm. uh, because there is something it's just i think our aim for our collective is trying to find out what it is mm we probably won't but that's all about finding out yeah agree yeah. and th- and then you're uh, at the moment also an agent at lofi concerts or what what right. is uh, so i work at uh, at a company called lofi concerts so mm-hmm. we're organizing concerts uh, at uh, people's house in mm. uh, living rooms gardens uh, cafes and and anything that you can think of um so we are trying to give a scene in everybody's places and homes uh for any artist to do intimate shows intimate concerts mm. um so i think i've i've really started to to look into what i wanted to do uh you know in my life and in, in yeah. my professional life as well um and uh, i think working with music and culture was always a big part of what i wanted to do and when the mm. the occasion aro- uh, arose in the in the middle of corona uh, very yeah. ironically but i didn't really yeah. uh, thought about it yeah. too much i was like yeah this is what i want to do now yeah if i want to make sense of what i'm going to do every day uh, if the pandemic continues then mm. i might i might as well do this yeah yeah, yeah. something yeah. you like yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so um When did you start that work? Um, so I started actually a year ago in November Just 2020. Before mm. the second lockdown. Right before the corona. second lockdown. Yeah. Um, so that was, it was a very uncer- uncertain time. I mean, yeah. it still is, you know, like we had the, the, yeah, the press conference yesterday. Third lockdown. <laughs> yeah, let's see. <laughs> talking about Corona pass and masks yeah. and all, but yeah. to some extent, you know, we're, I think all of us are getting a bit more used to things uh mm. so le- hopefully also less stressed too much about yeah. what ifs and really pushing into like you know being a collective effort yeah, 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 um yeah. but i think for for all of us even now we we just know that you know concert and live music will always be a part of mm. of of cultural life uh, cultural offers and there are so many also people that want to do that so when things yeah started opening up again you know in the yeah. in the spring there was a big surge for concerts and mm. we also had our most successful months because mm. you know all the venues were still closed and there were a limitation in numbers of yes. people who could attend mm. so lo-fi concerts were the the, the right alternative yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's good to to get close to people mm. not too close you know yeah. with, a <laughs> night, uh, with the right amount of <laughs> closeness but we should do that alex Yeah. yeah, do a lo-fi concert. Lo-fi concert. You yeah. should. You should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think for for us, it's also like trying to find again our community. You know, finding yeah. where we're trying to define ourselves more as a movement. You know, mm-hmm. so trying to really like find the people who want to experiment music in a different way. Yeah. Um, mm. We had like a punk band in the living room, for example. Yeah. Okay. We had uh, we had some concerts in the rooftops and, mm. and big gardens. Is, is Lofa concert a, a Danish? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's actually uh, two women uh, co-founders. Mm. Okay. Uh, mm. So we're really proud. You know, mm. really proud to work with them with uh, Stine and Anne, uh, who yeah. started like the, the whole uh, thing, like I think three years ago, five years ago. Mm. Um, I'm still. F- 
you know, I'm still discovering new things. I've been there for a year, but uh, it's yeah. very exciting. We're going, we, we're on Sweden now and we're okay. planning to go also like uh, in Norway next year. Um, so really trying to, to find that movement. And I think for me, it's always been about finding the, the like-minded people. Mm-hmm. I've, always been, I've always been interested in, you know, like hearing the stories of people. And what's the very interesting part is like you're going to people's home, right? Mm-hmm. You're going into their living room where, where their stuff are, where their, you know, pictures of their kids are. Yeah. And then, you know, the artist comes in and, you know, takes it over and, mm-hmm. and the guests are sharing that experience with them. Yeah. So... That's that's uh, that's what I like. That's yeah. the story that I like to tell myself. Okay, this is what I do every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're both musicians, so you know, I guess you're you're bound to to f- to share the same feeling. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess yeah, but but I I just I just saw a movie yesterday um, on Netflix. I don't exactly remember the name of it, <laughs> but I might edit it in here. Uh, but um, but it's 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 about um, a, a Japanese guy who who works at an office until he's like forty six, and he looks back on all the things he regretted. Mm. Uh, and I, I don't know if it's cocky to say, but I, I was somewhat happy that I'm probably not gonna be able to relate to that problem problem <laughs> or you know uh, right. maybe in another sense but but not like office in, life in, in office your sense. life yeah yeah mm. i don't I, I don't know if it's a weird thing but, to say but, but sometimes no. you also talked about you kind of f- are fascinated about yeah yeah exactly because i have this like, uh, office dream that, you know <laughs> one day i'm gonna make it to the office you know i'm gonna wear this you know badge around my my, my neck and you know yes. Uh, yeah, you're gonna check in. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Terracle, to the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a Facebook. There are Facebook groups on p- where people pretend, you know, to be in an, uh, like an office. So there's appointed CEOs, and you know, like they pretend to be uh, office lives. I think okay. it's for people like me. For anyone. Okay. So people who already have a job f- uh, on the office, I think they, it's like you know, like Farmville. Mm. You know, they pretend to have a farm. It's like they're are pretending they? to have a normal life, <laughs> even though they have it already. <laughs> But yeah. it's it's adding, you know, in in the context of the metaverse and all that. Like today, you yeah, know, like also creating your own life. Uh, but it's mm. so fascinating. People still dream about going to the office yeah. after going to the office. Yeah, maybe that's where you yeah. are. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is so weird that you know, spent my whole life trying do something where I don't have to go to the office, and then I end up here <laughs> <laughs> dreaming of going to the office. You know, yeah. maybe yeah. the. The filtered coffee that makes you dream there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, must be. Yeah. What what is um um what what brought you to Denmark? Is it okay to ask like that? Of course, of course. Yeah. It's actually. Very random. I kind of believe in and kind of had to believe in <laughs> in randomness in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I grew up in France. Uh, I I was born and grew up in France from uh, Filipino parents. Um, and then I think so. I grew up in Paris, right? So like a very big city, very big metropole with a lot of people, a lot of things, and a lot of pressure i guess just just by living there mm, mm. um so i studied uh, at university and then i had the opportunity to leave uh just my fifth year uh you know to study abroad i was mm. supposed to go to canada in the middle you know like not during college yeah yeah so not toronto not vancouver right in the middle in the uh, in alberta so i was like okay i have no idea where this is let's go you know, mm. <laughs> and it turned out not to happen uh, for some technicality. Mm. Uh, so they just told me, "Hey, do you want to go to Denmark?" Okay. okay, sure. Where's Denmark? I have <laughs> no idea. I ended up in Olbo for okay. uh, for one year. Um, mm. So I studied there. 
it was good for six months uh, and then yeah, mm. less less appealing when, to when some extent. When did you arrive? During winter or summer? No, I arrived during September. So September. that was also like it was fine. You know, it was yes, good weather. You know, you have Yomfu uh, and a girl to kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. get you through the dark months. But yeah, then... Distract you. Yeah, a little bit. But I was a poor student, so I couldn't like really mm. travel. So I haven't seen Copenhagen until then. So my mm. only experience of Denmark was actually just Albor. Yeah. So I went back to France. I was like... Never again, Denmark, because you know I've done that. <laughs> that's fine. If everything is like old ball, then not to you know downplay old no, no, ball. No, no. But ten years ago, it was not the same as today. Today, it's a I bit. Get what you it's mean. more exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did actually the office job. I worked in investment kind of banking yeah. things. So I had to wear a suit every day, going to work uh, with, and it f- very fast was meaningless. Um, mm. So I found I tried to find a job something uh, somewhere else and uh, I applied abroad. I wanted to change. I don't wanted a big change of scenery. Well, the big change happened to be Copenhagen, uh, and I I worked for two years at the French embassy uh, mm-hmm. where I worked with uh, with the cultural events. Um, so working specifically with arranging concerts and uh, movies, mm. movie screenings uh, here in Grand Theater. Yeah, the French Embassy is just by the King's New Square. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was also a very false uh, idea of what Denmark life was. Because yeah. you, know, you come here, it's like, all right, and everything is like a <laughs> like a common new yeah. tall. It's <laughs> very nice, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was it was very nice. Yeah. Uh, and it you was lived uh, there. Or no, I didn't live there. But every you know, going to work every day yeah. there, and you know, like your hangout place was Kongens Hill and Newhound. That yeah. was that was very safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that was that was my 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 first thing. So I worked there for two years. Uh, I always had my plan that, okay, I'll, I'll stay two years and then I'll travel again somewhere else. I wanted to travel. Mm. It's been 10 years and I'm here, still here, which is, you know, it's all my choice. It mm. was, and I really love it now. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, it was, you know, it was a different uh, way of thinking about it then. Mm. Um, yeah. But you're married Danish? Yes. Or, yeah. Uh, okay. My wife is Danish. So yeah. my kid is Danish mm. and French. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, yeah, we're my in-laws are from Kø, uh, where yeah. I go. You know, mm. so it's uh, the very Danish. I would Kuh, say Kuh is very Danish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very traditional. You know, yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. of way of living, um, which is I think perfect for me. Uh, even though sometimes I miss the multicultural offers that you know a city like Paris gives mm. you. Uh, I was there two weeks ago, and it it, it was. It was just different, you know, mm. the amount of people, the amount of uh, backgrounds, different backgrounds that you see and people that you talk to are also very different. Mm. Um, but I I can always, you know, travel back there and have a whiff of that. Yeah, unless there's a pandemic in the way. You know, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm being so pessimistic. Yeah. Um, and your, your parents are from the Philippines? Yes. Yes. Have you traveled to Manila or? Yeah, so um, so uh, yeah, my, yeah. Because I, I brought like a, I bought a, a, a thing. Yeah. I bought a small uh, globe. Oh. <laughs> when I was uh, yes. in Berlin visiting my father. Surprise. Really? Um, for nine euro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, then I thought I uh, might as well use it here in the podcast. Because, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, it's a hand-sized globe. Yeah, uh, yeah you can uh, just uh, yeah look at the globe. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. you can also uh, turn it um, yeah. upside down if you want. All right. <laughs> if you want to look <laughs> at the globe, seen a globe from another for, perspective. <laughs> you know, with uh, you know, everything digital, you kind of forget how, yeah, yeah. how it feels. Yeah. yeah. And then it also has, this globe has the uh, equator. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can... Uh, see where it is for sure very, because the, the 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 globe can be like turned upside down and yeah yeah it can be when you turn it upside down yeah and now it, i broke it no <laughs> it was actually it was actually broke okay. when i bought it <laughs> so it's yes. kind of um, all right <laughs> and uh, yes. yeah when you turn it upside down you really realize how much uh, of uh, the earth is actually sea yeah. <laughs> the earth yeah. is yeah. Uh, mostly sea exactly and that's a crazy part because you know like i lived in a 
in in Paris, you know, like it's, yes. it's landlocked, right? So yeah. you don't have access to except you know like water in between, but you don't have the sea like mm. the same way as is here in Copenhagen. Mm. You have to you know drive two three hours away to get there. But Philippines is like seven thousand islands, right? Mm. So I mean, even though my parents, I've been to my parents, you know, like a places where yeah. they, they grew up and all that it's not by the water but you can easily go get access to the water mm. uh, and Philippines is so defined by water also yeah. mm. uh, which means also that there's nothing east of the Philippines no there's just the Pacific Ocean yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it's the same with Japan right so it's like yeah. it's also very prone to yeah. to natural disasters to some extent yeah. yes yes um, yes uh, it's a thing that You know, I've been talking a lot with uh, uh, Icelandic friends about, mm-hmm. like, you know, a thing that Danish people are not used to live with the nature as a as a factor of anything, but uh, you know, it, it might be yeah, beauty like, uh, yeah. or mm-hmm. it's cold, you know, something you look at pa- paintings. Yeah, exactly. You... It, it isn't something that you know directly affects uh, your opportunities right. um, like at, at at most then it's like a rainy day that makes you moody yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like today <laughs> yeah yeah which is heavy but but you know i think it 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 does affect people in another way that mm. you know you have to um respect nature in, in mm-hmm. a more serious way than you know the winter depression or of course. you know uh, you're more vul- vulnerable Yeah, exactly. Countries where there are earthquakes or mm. hurricanes, yeah. disasters from yeah. disasters. Yeah. No, definitely. But uh, I think so. My one of my earliest memories of the Philippines, because when I was younger, then we went there for like yeah, like every two years up until I was I don't know twelve or something. Uh, and the first time I went there is like the sheer uh, humidity that mm. you know like really dry like like takes you over. You're not used to that, and then also, it's it's a big contrast of of a very high density polluted mm. uh, city, like very built on top of each other, mm. and then you get out of the city and it's just fields, you know, mm. and it's just very. Mm. There's also very, like a lot of parts that are completely untouched. Mm. Uh, I remember like going to you know uh, to beaches where there was no one, yeah. wonderful untouched beaches because you know it's only for locals kind of mm. um and maybe that you know constructed a false idea of 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 how beaches needed to look like when i was mm. younger yeah. like, oh this is very nice i like the ocean and then you go you know to, to very hill. <laughs> <laughs> very <laughs> popular areas like oh yeah this is not the same yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's very contrastful and mm. and yeah and then uh, like thankfully i never experienced any like natural disaster but mm. of course You know, you, you hear stories. Even like our house there got flooded mm-hmm. and all that, and mm. and that's very, that's that's very uh, humbling. Yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah, that's that's a good word. I, I also, yeah. You know, I remember when uh, every summer I went I went to school in Japan, and and all the chairs had uh, cushions. Right. Um, Uh, yeah, and straps. No, you, no, no. So, so if the, if there came an earthquake, you could take the cushion and take it over your head. Oh, ah. yeah. And we had these these small courses where you know, if an earthquake happens, we have to mm. do this and that and yeah. go to that place in the in the court field and uh, right, in yeah. courtyard and you know, it's just it's something that is in your mind, you know, in yeah. in one way or another. Exactly, um, and that we don't have here. No, in Europe, we're really in lucky to to uh, be spared of that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because um, I've also brought this globe so that it is, would be like easier to talk about a place that probably very few of our listeners has been to, because when you kind of when I imagine Philippine, I can I thought it was like. At equator, and then mm. you see it's uh, it's a little bit north of it's kind of the same as the southern of India, yeah, and yeah. its southern neighbors is Indonesia, mm-hmm. and to the north we have China and Taiwan, yeah, yeah, indeed, and then um, yeah, 
the the capital is um, called Manila, <laughs> and yeah, because uh, you brought like this uh, his, this person mm-hmm. that uh, like we 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 asked you if there was like one uh, story you you wanted to bring into our uh, podcast, mm-hmm. and then um, you mentioned this. Um, artist, tour guide, and political activist called Carlos Sildran. Yes. Which he was born in 1972, and then he uh, died two years ago, 2019. And uh, he uh, lived for most of his life in Manila. Mm-hmm. And as far as I understood, he he died in Madrid. Yes. In the prison for. Um, Yeah, some of his activism. He was sent into a prison. Um, he um, was born in Philippine Makati, Makati, mm. which is uh, is it close to Manila or is it yeah, inside? Yeah, it's, it's a region Manila? of Manila. Okay, and um, then he was doing a lot of tour guides in an area called Intramuros. Yes, which was the historical uh, walled city. That was the first place the Spanish they built mm-hmm. in Man- in Manila, and yeah, they they raised this church, San Agustin, mm-hmm. where Carlos Sildren was doing uh, this performance. Yeah, ten years, ten fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. and as far as I understood, he was also brought to jail for that performance. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay. What is your, what is your connection to yeah. so, Carlos Seldran? Uh, Carlos Seldran, I think, um, so he was, you know, like a larger than life character. Uh, mm. You met him, you couldn't really miss him. Mm. He was mm, because you met him. Yeah, yes. he he went also to Denmark. So he he's actually one of the artists that we brought for Pinoys in 2015. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then we had an edition in Manila uh, where we brought Scandinavian, so uh, Dan- Danish, Swedish, mm. uh, Norwegian dancers uh, and performers to Manila. We can dig into that. Mm. Uh, but uh, we and uh, uh, Carlos was our kind of fixer. You know, he know he knew everyone, so he could help us. He hosted us. Um, he showed us around and, you know, like wow. arranged a lot of things for us. So he mm. was really kind of patron of alternative arts in Manila. Mm. Um, he really believed in the power of you know everyday arts uh, yes. including himself but um so that's that's the that's the funny thing with with Carlos is like he he could act as you know very know-it-all he was like you know a sh- fairly short guy you know like a mm. very lively he's bald you know like with a mustache so very very caricatural to some extent mm. but he was just very loving you know you met him mm. and if he liked you which he liked everyone you know then you know you're his friend and mm. that's great mm. um and he was a well of knowledge he knew a lot of things about the philippines and i think that's also something mm. that he he wanted to learn about about himself mm. uh, yes i only spoke to him in english even though i know that he could speak Tagalog and I can to some extent. Mm, uh, yeah. Tagalog, can, which is the with the language of uh, yeah. the official language of the Philippines. Um, mm. So, but we always spoke in English, and I already always heard him speak English. So he was very mm. international. He also mm, yeah. was an uh, an artist, um, and he lived in New York. He lived in New York. He also like had uh, like I think a studio. He I think he also did did some performances there. Mm. He had a play, like a small play in Broadway to some extent. So he's uh, he he was really trying to do a lot of things. Uh, yeah. So we met him. He was in his late 40s yes. and he was extremely active, you know, and he went around here in Copenhagen. He really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he helped us um, really, you know, getting the sense of what uh, animates Filipinos mm. in there, right? Um, I think he, he was thinking of himself more as a, international you know character mm. but very anchored around philippines mm, yes. and manila and Because specifically manila yeah that was what i we we you sent us this uh, mm-hmm. cnn 20 minutes mm-hmm. introduction mm. to 
his work during the Manila Biennale in 2018. They made this interview with him, and like he ends this interview by saying, uh, I'm a lucky man who finds luck, love, and purpose living here in Manila. Mm-hmm. And then just knowing the next year he's in Madrid, that was like, kind of hard yeah. like, to... Yeah. That's uh, that's a hard uh, life. Also, like the end of his, he seems, of just life. seemed so joyful during those yeah. interviews, yeah. and yeah, he was also very good at you know not letting anything uh, getting through, kind of you know. So he wanted yeah. to always focus on the right things, but he was also mm-hmm. very politically engaged. Hence, mm. you know, like getting in the way of uh, the established uh, Catholicism, Catholicism, mm-hmm. and uh, the church, and yeah. also the new. President uh, Rodrigo Duterte, which he was a very vocal uh, dissident, mm. and that eventually, you know, drove him to to Madrid. Mm, uh, yeah. But uh, was he? Uh, he won the election in 2016. Yes. So um, Rodrigo Duterte is is kind of named the the before its time, like the 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 Asian Donald Trump. Right. Okay. He's a populist. He mm. uh, he was a, a mayor of uh, the third city in in, uh, in the Philippines called Davao, yeah. um, which was then crippled by drug dealing. Uh, he, it was a platform for for drug dealers. It was run by thugs and all that. So the way that he was doing it, he's um, he's a um, he wants to pride himself into a action man, right? Mm. Somebody who's not being intimidated. So mm. what he did is he hired mercenaries to kill. Yes drug dealers um, and make Davao a clean city which he managed to do but he also like he's a known sexist machist promoting you know like over uh, masculinity masculinity Um, and on those terms you know kind of the same way that uh, that Donald, uh, Trump. Donald Trump is getting elected. That Bolsonaro is, you yes. know, is being also like uh, getting a, a big chunk of, of population around him. Is that they they're they're promoting this image of violence sometimes is good mm. uh, and necessary in you know in when the evil is coming to you. Mm. Um, so he got elected in 2016, and the tactic that he he used in uh, as being a mayor, uh, he used it on a full scale. Uh, in the whole country, so mm-hmm. there were these uh, extrajudicial judi- judiciary oh, uh, killings, where he basically authorized people to kill yeah. uh, anyone who was suspected of dealing with anything, any type of drugs, either dealing or even uh, suspected of consuming, uh, and without any, you know, any anyone being brought to court. Mm-hmm. So there were horrific stories of, mm. you know, like people driving by in a scooter, shooting people just oh. on a assumption. Or it was also a good way for, you know, some people to just eliminate opponents or mm. people they don't like to some, to some extent. Um, mm. So that was very tough to, uh, to, 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 to read about, of course, yes. as, you know, like from here. But um, to get back to Carlos, uh, when we went there, uh, so hmm. those killings were happening as we, you know, we were there, and Duterte was already elected. So, uh, so Carlos Celran was also like a very avid, uh, yeah, dissident of Rodrigo Duterte hmm. um, on social media a, a lot, hmm. and also like vocally, he would give interviews, he would do, he would pro- help uh, art yes. artists that were, you know, against the government which is a very difficult uh, position to sustain mm. when you live in Manila and when these killings are happening. Mm. Which, uh, so he was getting threats. He was getting, uh, you know, like uh, any type of... Uh, Hacking. Yeah, exactly. So Harassment. Exactly. And also, like, eventually, like, he was threatened to be thrown in jail um, mm. and for a longer time this time. So yes. he had to move to Madrid because I think he had a Spanish uh, passport as well. Mm. Um, but unfortunately I think his that whole harassment and you know like really being on the forefront uh, took a toll on his health Mm. Uh, so unfortunately he died in Madrid two years ago yes but uh, still still then you know like in any interviews that you could see he would never show that he was affected or anything Mm. you know for him it was positivity but in a way that it's a fight to 
be positive about things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that defines a lot of Filipinos. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, and I think one of the thing about Filipinos is that they will power through. You know, it's like mm. I think there's a half. You know, believe in faith and and catholicism you know that's yeah. ingrained in you that you know you'll make it through you know there's something at the end of the, this tunnel this this uh burden is deserved to some mm. extent which mm. is something that i've been personally i've been fighting against a lot this is the, the part of mm. the soul searching and talking to to people who have been brought up in the same you know f- family context yes it's also something that we all share which mm. is odd yeah <laughs> you know uh, you feel that your very personal experience uh, is, you know, something that you own, uh, yeah. but then you can you can actually feel that you're sharing it with a whole awful lot of people. Mm. And that's something you can feel in peanuts yes. when you gather. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, like it's the very like you know from very small so uh, cultural differences to just mm. how do I raise my own kid? You mm. know, like there are some part of the Filipino part that you know that that is going through generation mm. um, yeah. do, you have a, do you have a Catholic background as well or yes yeah. um, not very heavy but of course like you mm. know my, I got baptized yeah. I used to go to church we went for yeah. some pilgrimage you know in some whatever church but for me it was a social in France thing. also yeah in France yeah, yeah. yeah then. we have this big city called Lourdes where you know like yeah. people go for pilgrimage, pilgrimage. and mm. you know but for me it was just like fun mm. <laughs> yeah. you meet other kids and other yeah. families and other yeah. Filipinos yeah mm. uh, but yeah I think my parents never really pushed it mm. uh, no. in that sense and I didn't pursue it neither but mm. there's a lot of you know th- those values that are still yeah. very ingrained in me mm. you spoke about Um, your example of that, I guess, um, that a lot of Filipino people mm-hmm. um, move abroad, or historically have, yeah. have been doing right. that. I think uh, maybe yeah, it's like of all nations, the most from Philippines that live abroad, like yes. percentage. Mm. Yeah, I don't have the number, and I no. don't want to say anything odd, but I think it's something like. Something like thirty percent of you yeah. know, like the 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 the, the PNB. Because I also met Filipinos in Japan. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And there's ten thousand Filipinos here in Denmark, right? Yeah. So mm. there's almost like the same amount as French, which is mm. you know very yeah, close, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, It's only yeah, a thousand yeah. kilometers. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, and even though there's like ninety million more than you know ninety or hundred million Filipinos mm. in the world, there are so many outside and i think there's this whole uh belief also and in, including my parents that you know you you you'll get a better life outside mm. of the philippines do you believe that it's because of like dictatorship oh a lot of that of course mm. have been yeah philippines have been in dic- uh, you know in, in dictatorship until 75 i think marcos was uh, in power um mm. i think a lot of that but i think also even historically The Philippines have been so it's it has been uh, under 300 years uh, yeah. Spanish colony. Yeah, mm. what, yeah, the conquistadores. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then 50 years of uh, of uh, American yeah. uh, colony as well up until the war. And then so I think that the Filipinos are also very malleable mm. people, right? They will get culture in them. So if you look now, you know it's very westernized when you know maybe 100 years ago it was very more like you know spanish mm. um but uh, i think they're very filipinos are very adaptable you know yeah. and i don't know if it's that the filipino part or the catholicism part you know that makes them very uh able to adapt to any type of situation um but i know like just for my parents you know my close mm. family that also like Like you know, left their family to live abroad to yeah. earn more money. I mean, they're barely complaining, mm. you know, no. um, because I think they just feel this is the way to do it. And I don't know if it's generational, uh, but 
No, like there's new, there's plenty of au pairs, for example, that yeah. you know move from the from from the Philippines to here in Denmark. I think there's been a historically large amount of au pairs, you know, like uh, immigrating here in Denmark. Hmm. You hear still, still today? Or? Yeah, still okay. today. I think yeah. there's like a specific agreement that allows mm. au pairs to move here for good or bad, right? Mm. But uh, uh, but you'll barely hear any one of them complain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's a great movie if you want to watch that called uh, Rosita. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the name. Frederic Aspok. Um, it it went uh, five years ago uh, in the cinemas, and it it tells that kind of story. Um, you know the conflict, but also you know how it's sometimes necessary for them to to move. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I've never thought that much about. Um, the au pair problematics mm-hmm. what, what what is the 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 problems you know with if you know yeah uh, uh, i mean as far as i know right is that it's not necessarily a problem but it's more that you, it's, it's uh, since a lot of filipinos and filipinas there are you know there's like not a lot of opportunity to to rise up there's a mm-hmm. lot of mm-hmm. you know nepotism you know you're the son and daughter of someone, then you'll get a better job and better, yeah. better conditions. So if you're born badly, uh, uh, then you know you you'll net you'll, you won't be able to get out there. Mm. So the best opportunity for you, at least, that's what you know you're being brought to think is that you need to go abroad. So there's a lot that you know that will go to the Emirates. Mm. You know, that will go even yeah, to the, to Japan, to the sometimes to the U.S. and here in Denmark to be an au pair. So I think it's not necessarily only au pair, mm. but it's also like in the Philippines not being able to create enough opportunities mm. to uh, you know to 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 make a nice to, life exactly to have a decent yeah. life out there mm. um and it's not because there's no talent or no you know like a richness out there it's just mm-hmm. that it's the the divide is much uh it's much higher so here you know being an au pair is much better than being a nurse in the mm. Philippines you know an educated nurse for example Mm. You will earn much more, you know, by taking care of somebody else's family mm. and living your own in the Philippines, uh, than uh, than you know working full time or working you know back to back jobs in the Philippines. And that's, I guess, the problem. Um, and um, I don't know. That's I think ultimately people are happy, but I also don't believe that people will say if they weren't happy. Yeah. Mm. You know, you'll. You'll just power through. Mm. Hmm. No, we were just we were just talking about. We had yeah. this little break like? now. Yeah. <laughs> you just talked about yeah, second, you know, welcome to the second half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of Denmark, you just talked about Manila being overwhelming, like volume-wise, and and yeah. the amount of uh, intro- poverty, uh, uh, like just exp- yeah. impressions, impressions. Yeah, it's also oh. like the whole. I think it's something that we don't get as much in Europe anymore. Like when you travel in a lot of cities in Western Europe. It's all very similar. A big city yeah. is a big city. A big avenue is a big avenue. You'll find your way in. In Manila, it was just so completely overwhelming uh, for me, even though I went there, you know, when I was younger and a kid, but always with my parents and all. Uh, but as a as an adult, we went there in 2000. Uh, was it 18? No, six, 16 or 17. Um, and uh, and also we stayed at Carlos Seldran's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, but. Is that inside Intramuros? Uh, no, that was not Intramuros because it's the historical. Makati. Yeah, in Makati. Wow. Um, so they were in like a big tower, you know, with there were guards at the entrance. So and he mm. was living also like he had another apartment where there's also a guard, mm. you know. So it was it's very it's very weird because when you go to Manila, it's just a sheer amount of people mm. and. The density and then the warmth that comes on top—it's mm, mm. uh, noisy everywhere. There's people around you all the time, um, so that's that's in in itself very very overwhelming. Mm. And then you'll have the very contrasty experience in the city. So you'll you know you'll you'll be in the in an area very you know very nice, very exotic, 
you know, with palm trees in the middle of the street and nice houses. Next turn, you know, there'll be a bunch of people sleeping in the street, uh, kids sleeping in the street, mm. begging, um, you know, like restaurants, you know, that are fully like, you know, having a party. And the next next door is like an old grandma trying to sell, you know, like dehydrated milk or something mm. like that. Mm. Um, so it's a, it's just very, very hard to, you know, get all these experience and knowing how to feel yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Um, and also because there's Manila. Uh, I don't know how, know how many, but I think it's like 20 million people. And then there are going to be pockets of extreme poverty, poverty right? Mm. So like uh, people living in garbage kind of neighborhood, mm. right? And living there and, you know, building houses mm. and out of nothing, right? Mm. So like some kind of... Uh, uh, hot rod metals and 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 uh, and wood that they mm. can take scraped from from the trash, and that's where they live. You know, no water, uh, no electricity, um, and then yeah. So and you see that and you smell it and you know you hear it. It's it's uh, hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very hard. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's a very old beautiful city the whole intramuros part mm. you know mm. with the old walls from the from the the catholic church and the old mm. houses and you know very touristy some somehow there's big parks um so it's it's a very hard thing to take in uh, to be honest to be in manila and mm. as i was saying earlier it's like i don't know how carlos Silvren loved manila so much mm-hmm. because I I spent 10 days there and I just wanted to come home at the end mm-hmm. because there was just so much. Mm. Uh, but yeah, maybe gave me six months more and <laughs> fall in love with it. Yeah. Mm. Maybe you, you have already been, maybe you already told me, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, but your family is... Is, is is from where in yeah in so there two uh, so it's uh, the main island uh, yeah. but uh, they're two hours away from from Manila from Manila yeah. okay so they're okay. not living in Manila itself mm. um, but they're not too far okay right? okay um, so they're they're still in the same kind of region yeah okay okay um, so yeah that's where I I I go when I'm yeah when you're there when I'm there yeah and that's where also like a, a large chunk of my family is still yeah 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 um, yeah my mom is like kid like she's the second oldest of family of eight or nine mm. you know and my dad has like four other siblings mm. and all of them have at least three kids and mm. now there's like numbers of babies that i don't you know know the names because yeah, yeah, there's okay. so many mm. uh, so it's like all these you know like big chunk of the family that i know i'm related to but i don't mm. that i don't know mm. and that i can see, i see only like you know every five years or something yeah um so that's also a weird yeah. feeling but is there also a, a, a part of your heart that you know feels like feels like home when you when you're in? I think there's Manila also or, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I think there's a, the whole also like um, this unspoken uh, part of your identity that's being spoken to. Mm. You mm. know, exactly. it's all of a sudden you know like I'm not. I still feel you know like I've been I've I grew up in France. I'm living for ten years in Denmark. It's a very westernized polite world mm-hmm. but I still have this feeling of being a, an outlier mm. even though I shouldn't be but you know Out, I'm, I'm outlier. Yeah, yeah you know I, I'm, I still feel I know like I remember when I was you know 20 I started going to concerts in Paris I very you know I'm into I was into rock music and all that. Mm. still am mm. but remember being the first you know uh, the first time going there in a concert hall I'm the only non-white guy mm. in there yeah I grew up there, right? That, that was my city, and still now today, I'm still feeling like, okay, this is, I still feel odd. Mm, but in mm. the Philippines, everybody looks like me. Mm, I understand? Mm. I still understand everybody mm. who talks, you know. So even though I haven't lived here, lived mm. there for like ever, but I still feel that they spoke, they, you know, they we can relate. Mm. You know, we look at each other it's like, right, you're my kind. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know why. No, no, uh, yeah, it, it makes so much sense that, you know, it, it just matters how you look, mm. you know, uh, yeah. and, mm. and, you know, it's just to stand out in a crowd, that's just, mm. that's, that's, that's another way you, 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 you are in the room, you know? Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So that's why like Manila, it's very, 
very overwhelming and it's like I feel like it's not me but it's not too far mm. right um, mm. it's still something that I understand mm. to some level like how people are and what's the vibe of the place mm. there are also very wonderful uh, places you know like very alternative bars alternative you know like uh, galleries you know like that's not that doesn't look anything like galleries that you will see here you know very mm. uh, very blank white clean uh, there it's like everything is living you know like the mm. location is living and breathing and, you mm. know yeah. uh, it's it's just very different but also like very exhilarating Mm-hmm. So you're experiencing something completely different that uh, you still understand, mm. Um, mm. and that's the part of Manila that okay, that uh, that sounds great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Should we talk some more about Carlos Seltran and his connection to to, to Pinoy's? Uh, what is? Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, Carlos Seltran. So he came here in 2015. I think we we showed a bunch of his. Uh, art pieces also because mm. he was a painter uh, he made um, he made some uh, some calligraphic work and you know poster political po- posters and all and he also made some talks about actually Manila and especially also like Marcos and Imelda Marcos he mm. uh, so the wife of the dictator uh, yeah, okay. who was, there's a There's a documentary I think that was shown in Copenhagen Pics and that was shown in DR also mm. called uh, the Kingmaker. So mm. really the story of of the Philippines through the eyes of Imelda Marcos. So okay. he was very fascinated about her because of course f- uh, Marcos was the dictator, but she was the one pulling the strings, you know, okay. in the back. So she it was a very polarizing uh, character, and he made like a show, a talk, you know, a performance out of it, telling the story of the woman who, you know, did the most and the worst for the Philippines. Mm. Mm. Is that the the tour called Living La Vida, Imelda tour? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it would show up, you know, in high heels and, you know, like, because okay. uh, she's known that to... That was his, his, his guided tour? Uh, no, that oh. was another uh, his performance. T- okay. His, did. his talks about Imelda yeah. and how to live your life. Like her, yeah, like <laughs> in a very her. absurd okay. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he would show up in high heels because she's known to have owned like a. M- she's still alive. Yes. Okay. Yes, she's still living. And his somehow. son is. His now son is elected, uh, getting a, elected, maybe. Yeah, he's a candidate for presidency, wow. and that's the thing with crazy things. You know, like the son and of a dictator might be the next president, and then she can pull the strings again. Exactly. Oh, yes, so frightening. It is very frightening. So watch uh, the Kingmaker. Uh, I don't know where it was, but it was on on the air, and it's very explaining how Philippines is also like very cyclically ill. You know, it it will forget. Now, okay. as a as a population, you know, like, I think this is the whole powering through. You know, mm. it will be good. Okay, so you know, we forget about the bad the bad things, and we give everybody a chance. Yes, uh, including you know the one who wronged us in the past. That's very. I think that's very Christian <laughs> to, to do. That is Christian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so he he made that. Uh, Carlos Silvren made that performance uh, here in Cinematical. Mm. We had uh, also like a, a big like performance, two night performance in uh, what used to be Dancer Helena in uh, in Carlsberg, yeah. Um So that was yeah. He was he was very ill that night, and he still powered through. He he sang the Filipino anthem, okay. and okay. then I had to take take a cab and drive him to his hotel because wow. okay, he okay. was so sick. Uh, but then, yeah, I think we he just I think we connected very like us at, at Pinoy's. So you know, like we were 20 mm. years younger than him, mm, yeah. most of us. So I think he he really chaperoned us into like kind of also understanding what what is the Filipino root that we're looking for mm. Right? Mm. and one thing I think that really started to define me then uh, that I didn't really understand so I've personally I've always struggled with um, trying to find out what part of me is Filipino and what mm. should I kind of keep mm. or fight against or whatever that is right and what what defines me as a 
Filipino. Right? So I, I already was on my journey to find out, you know, like by working with this collective, you know, mm-hmm. learning more about the Philippines yeah. and all that. But I always felt uh, guilty to try to promote the Philippines when I've never lived there, mm-hmm. when I don't, I mean, I have secondhand culture, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and once, you know, we were, we were in the city with Carlos and I, I told him that, like, I feel like an imposter, you know, yeah, like yeah, trying yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. to promote something that I, I only know partially. Mm. And he just, like, he was like, dude, shut the fuck up. You know, you're, you're as Filipino as I am. All of us are Filipinos. You know, if you mm. feel that connection, then you already are. You don't mm. have to, to fight against it. You mm. know, mm. you're French, you're Filipino, you might be Danish at some point. And, yeah. you know, that's going to be it. Mm. That's, it's not for everyone to define who you are. Mm. So if you're already on your journey to do that, mm. great, do it. Yeah, yeah, that's um, beautiful. Yeah, but uh, it didn't really hit me before that. Yeah. You know, I was always struggling when I was growing up in France. I was trying to be the most French person, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. pushing back my Filipino roots. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then when I was here, then you know, like I think I also realized when I worked at the French embassy, I was promoting French culture. You know, mm. I was part of the you know people who were yes. kind of defined French culture mm. here yeah. in Denmark. I was like, okay, I don't have to prove anything to anyone anymore about mm. the French part. Mm. Oh, what about the part that I pushed my whole life? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's what you know mm. stemmed, I think, so my 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 journey to try to find out that part of myself. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think also like finding uh, that voice in Carlos, you know, like mm. really driving us into yes, yeah, I, I really get that. That, but the 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 thing you are afraid of, you know, is is probably the voices from uh, the Philippine people, isn't it? Yeah. And, exactly. You know, I really understand that getting mm. his quotation uh, mark yeah. stamp yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. acceptance was yeah. like yeah yeah really. It really helped. It it really relieved yeah, like yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. us as well. Because mm. I talked really to uh, to other you know like from from the Pinoy's uh, group, you know I mean they all had the same right. We mm. all feel like maybe it shouldn't be us, mm. but if not us, who? Mm. Um, mm. Especially also like when you know there was all these. Duterte and, and still is and you know like this whole killing stuff then you're like who is supposed mm. to be talking about that mm. Um, mm. but yeah so he he has been a great uh, shining light for us mm. Um, mm. and also then we we had in uh, 2000 I need if you can redact this I don't remember when <laughs> we were there <laughs> but I don't know it was I think it was 2016 right um, it was that back we, the year after yeah yes uh but then we we went to um to manila mm. so we got a grant from um what is sadly disappeared is uh, it's called sico u is the center for culture ulvikling yeah. that closed down so that was helping really denmark to connect with other uh countries you mm-hmm. know in the world so mm. it would help uh initiatives from scandinavia to export artists okay. right yeah. so what we did is that we we had a troupe of performers from mm. Denmark, uh, Sweden, uh, Norway, and some place Finland. Uh, yeah. So where I think there were twelve performers uh, that we all flew to Manila, uh, yeah. and uh, and we what we planned is that we we actually um, kind of got the authorization to perform in an old theater. Mm. Uh, that was closed down since for 30, 40 years. It was abandoned, basically. Um, And it was under renovation, but it was not nearly open, you know, to the the public. I think it just got opened last year. So by Mm. then, it was really decrepit. It was, uh, there was no electricity, no running water. Uh, It was Mm. just like, you know, it was, the foundation was being rebuilt, kind of. Uh, but we got the authorization, you know, to do that because it was part of the re-establishment of that place, uh, and we performed there like a more like an immersive kind of performance with a troupe. So you you would go into the theater and then there were you know the dance performance around mm. um, around the audience or inside in, between yeah, so, the audience. Yeah, so the so. Uh, the audience was guided yeah. in the theater, mm. um, like. That was um, we we installed lights all ourselves. We cleaned up everything ourselves. Um, we you know we 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 bought a lot of things. We hired mm. also like a 
Danish engineer to come with us, you know, to install everything. Because of yeah. course we needed generators, we yes. needed a bunch of things. Um, mm. It probably wouldn't pass the health inspection here in Denmark, but hey, in the Philippines it's a bit more <laughs> open. Uh, but uh, it was it was very good, and we made it free. We performed for. Uh, for two nights in a row, uh, and it was sold out both nights. Uh, I mean, it sold out like the tickets were yes. were uh, taken, but um, yeah, and, and people were just. We didn't want to make, uh, you know, an event only for the elite there that could only yeah. afford uh, paying. Right, mm. so we 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 had it open for everyone, um, and it was a big success. We had uh, a lot of of uh, good critique, but also just people who are not necessarily seeing arts, uh, you know, on their everyday life. Hmm. So we really wanted to have those people in. Um, yeah. And so people had a good reactions. Yeah. Mm. And I think they were just very not used to these type of, of performances, like yeah. the immersive performances. A lot of performances, I think the Philippines is also a lot of very demonstrative, right? Mm. Okay. When they're, where, you know, the Scandinavian way is more tell like showing and not mm-hmm. telling mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah but um but that was fun to go with a with a troop of white scandinavians in manila experiencing uh, very manila. green uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the whole you know like 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 we had a our the the our engineer danish engineer who you know would drink as if it was you know like a night in the in copenhagen or like you don't know <laughs> where you are here. Mm-hmm. Did you experience any problematic stuff N- or well, challenges? I think the, the 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 most common thing was uh food poisoning uh, okay. a lot because uh, okay. like for example you couldn't drink water from the tap. No. And that's something you know like oh you brush your teeth and you know like drink the water. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. our performer was sick for like three days in a row. Okay. Yeah. They were trying street food and like Maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. We were in a basement of that theater that we needed to clean. It was very humid. Uh, so when we came out there, like all our like legs and were bitten by mosquitoes uh, <sighs> that we couldn't see. So mm. there was a lot of uh, okay. of very green experience. And we're like, you know, like a troop of, of uh, very uh, European-looking people mm. going in the street of Manila. And I still remember like going, you know, in one of these streets and then you turn and then there were kids sleeping in the street. right? Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, a, a very big reality shock uh, for some, right? Because they were, they never saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, neither, to be honest. So it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. wow, okay, so we're not home here. No. Um, but at the same time, you know, it was also like a lot of uh, very great conversations that we had with, you know, some cultural Actors. We met with the Danish embassy. Mm-hmm. We had a very posh dinner in a private residence at the at the Danish ambassador's house. Mm-hmm. Too posh to my taste, but that's mm. you know something else. But um, you know there were so I think the there were a lot of great discussions that that we managed to have. But also, uh, I think we for myself I was really you know Duterte just got elected. You know these killings were happening, so I was. I was actually just asking people without taking sides, you know, like, hey, what do you think of Duterte? And I had, you know, very passionate answers from both sides. Mm. Um, And, you know, I was also very aware of not being home. So, you know, like, maybe don't be too critical in this Mm. Uber. uh, (laughs) You don't know who the driver is, right? So I was just very being very honest and almost blue about it. Like, Mm. what do you think about this? Yeah. Um, But I was very... And some people are, you know, like, hey, we're just, we're poor here. We need someone to shake things up. He might be the one. Mm. Five years later, it turns out that he's not. But, mm. <laughs> you know, it's uh, mm. it's the way of seeing things. Um, mm. But, yeah, so Carlos there, so he hosted us. He was showing us around. We saw one of his famous tour, you know, like uh, going around, explaining the story of uh, Intramuros, mm. how the, the Spanish conquistador went there and then abandoned, mm. and then the American took over. Mm. Um, and then also just was a... And you could see how passionate he was about about Manila mm. uh, and how yeah. also everybody knew him. Um 
that was mm-hmm. that was really amazing to see and we're like oh I'm not a tour person but this one I digged mm-hmm. that was very nice I think um, yeah. that might be a good ending for this uh, interview. Cause yes, we have talked about so much. Yeah, yeah. it feels like <laughs> we talked yeah. like three minutes, but we talked for like more than three minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> for about an hour. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you so much for you know telling us yeah. all these things. And yeah, I think we need to talk sometime again. For yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah definitely. That. Yeah, mm. but also like yeah, we haven't you know we. If Pinoys have been also like a bit quiet during like the whole Corona thing. Mm. Yeah. So now we also need to do things again. Yeah. So mm. so uh, maybe it's a good idea to just ask when is uh, the next Pinoys event? Yeah. Follow mm. us, you know, like and uh, we'll find out. But yeah, we're yeah. We're, you, we're you have Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, we are on Instagram and okay. Facebook, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, we're regularly, you know, like trying to promote like things that we're seeing from Filipinos all over the world. Mm. Um, do you have like if? in a stage or some uh, place you usually host events at or well we're trying to do it in Denmark most of the time but uh, yeah. we're seeing if we can actually do that otherwise we're thinking of Manila again mm. yes uh, but I would really love to do it again here in Denmark yeah, Cinematique uh, or yeah we had yeah film film showings at Cinematique mm. in Grand Theatre yeah. uh, when there used to be Dense Helena um, yeah. but uh Yeah, I think right now it's about how do we get t- talented Filipino artists, you know, mm. overseas. Mm. Yeah, um, because we still have Corona. Exactly, problem. That's the main the challenge right now. Mm. Uh, mm. But you know, hopefully we can do that soon, and you know, like get all these Filipino artists showing what they can do. Mm. Um, mm. There are so many, so many of them. I think, wow. you know, hard, uh, difficult environment. Mm. helps people actually be creative mm. um, at least the Filipino do mm. yeah and then the Filipino Film Festival yeah so that's part of Pinoy's as well yeah. um, so I mean now right now I didn't check like the Copenhagen Picks program but there's always no. a bunch of you know like good choices if if not Filipino at least South yeah. Asian yes. fortunately that's the only you know outlet uh, here in Denmark that we have for mm. For mm. non-traditional uh, movies, at, yeah. at least. Is Pix now or I, I think it's next it week. Picks, okay, right? okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's probably going to be like then a week before. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. when, when, when this, this is out. released, oh, yeah. then right. <laughs> people have been at CBH yeah. Pix. Yeah. I hope you yeah. enjoyed Copenhagen Pix. Yeah. Yeah. Saw the nice Philippine movie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm just so, uh, like, uh, curious. I just want to see a Philippine movie. Yeah. I have to check out the program mm. for CPH picks. Yeah, uh, sure. And then, but uh, I'm also curious when, yeah, when you have the next film festival. Yeah, go uh, follow the yeah. Noise Festival on Instagram. Yes, yes. I, I will be one to follow. Great. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> good to hear. And I think we're gonna speak again yeah. next year. For sure. Somehow, For when, sure. when when we know some more, and yeah. maybe mm. you have an event coming up, we could yeah make some noise for that. Definitely, but yeah. great initiative. I think it's a uh, it's great, you know, to that you can invite you know me and also all the you know wonderful people that you've been talking to. Mm. Mm. Uh, looking forward also to see who else you have mm. on yeah. the track. That's going to be nice. Yeah, me yes. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. So thanks for the snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Ciao. Tak fordi I lyttede med til det her afsnit af Danmark. Der kommer snart flere afsnit, så øhm, vi snakkes ved. Og følg og subscribe og follow. Ja. Hej hej.